0: This is Floyd Hughes, pastor of Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. I just wanted to share about my new book, Act Like an E-Christian. The E stands for evangelical. And despite what you may have heard, evangelical Christianity has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the reason the body of Christ exists, sharing the gospel. My book, a devotional based on the book of Acts, prayerfully encourages Christ followers to return to our evangelical roots of sharing the gospel with folks in our circles of influence. It's available on Amazon in paperback and for Kindle and you can pick up a copy today. Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Good morning again, Crossroads. And um, as you're getting situated and getting seated, uh, just a couple of announcements uh, I want to share with you guys. This morning, Uh, We're going to be focusing on kind of, yes, always celebrating Jesus, but also um, Mark Berkshire is going to bring a message of hope because there are a lot of people who are just not in a good place this Christmas because of life experiences. But before uh, we do that, I wanted to share a couple of announcements with you. First and foremost, our Christmas Eve celebration, 4.37 p.m. uh, on Friday, Friday. So if you can make it, we'll be here live. If you can't, we'll be streaming online. Uh, But also, uh, if we're talking about praying for people who are not in a good place, we really have to pray for all of those people who were impacted by the tornadoes over the last week or so, like whole towns, villages, cities decimated, gone. People lost their businesses. They lost loved ones. Uh, They are definitely not in a place of, Feeling the Christmas spirit right now. But in addition to praying, though, I know a lot of people have asked, how can you help? You can donate. Uh, Samaritan's Purse is one place, American Red Cross, Global Giving, Convoy of Hope. Um, if you hear of other places to donate, always check it out at charitynavigator.org. It will tell you, you know, a little bit about that organization and how much of what you donate actually gets on the ground into the hands of the people in need. But these are reputable places where you can donate, where I think 98% or more of what you donate goes to help uh, the people in need. But in addition to donating, uh, we should definitely pray. So I'm going to ask you guys if you would stand while the band comes up and join me in praying for these uh, people. God, we just pray for all those uh, who have lost loved ones, all those impacted by these tornadoes who have lost Uh, businesses, they've lost homes, they are homeless, and they truly need hope. And we pray that you would raise up your people already. We're seeing uh, churches send people down in droves, first responders going down in droves, uh, and we pray that you would provide what those people can't, and that is the spirit of hope and strength and comfort that these communities need. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen
1: however for many of us this isn't such a jolly time of the year this isn't necessarily the most happiest time of the year for many and I want to I want people to know this morning it's okay not to be okay at Christmas it really is but we can't stay there We can't live in that not okay place. There are people this morning who have lost loved ones who don't feel like celebrating Christmas. I have family members and myself that this isn't the best time of the year because of loss. There are people who have gone through bad relationships and divorces and split-ups this time of the year, right before Christmas, that makes it not such a good time of the year. There are those who have been diagnosed with cancer or COVID or some other kind of illness that are in the hospital and won't get out of the hospital for Christmas, that they're not so happy that it's Christmas. As I said, I am one of those who has a hard time, a difficult time, around Christmas. For me, Christmas brings a lot of depression and anxiety. And you say, well, you're a preacher. How are you not excited about Christmas? For many years, I would walk in and I would paint a smile on my face and I would be happy and jolly and be that kind of person when down deep inside I really wasn't. I had lost all joy, all hope, all happiness of the season. For many years, when I was in my mid to late 20s, I spent Christmas Day every year in the retail store that I managed doing inventory on Christmas Day because I didn't want to be around people. I isolated myself so that there was no one around that I would have to smile at. I was watching a, a musical last night, it's, it's the uh, 1970 version of Scrooge, it's a musical uh, Christmas Carol and in that in that um, musical one of the first songs that Scrooge sings going down the road is I hate people I hate people and people hate me and that's okay and that was me for many years I didn't want to be around people at Christmas I didn't want to go to Christmas celebrations I didn't want to go to church and I would bury myself and work sometimes in a bottle just to get out of being around people it wasn't a very good time of the year for me it wasn't a time where I could feel the joy of the Lord I couldn't feel the joy of the baby that was born that we were supposed to be celebrating at this time of the year It was a time when people just wanted to stay out of my way because they knew that I didn't have the Christmas spirit. And I still struggle today with finding that Christmas spirit. But then I realized, and this is what I hope to to get us to think about this morning. We need to understand there's a difference between happiness and joyfulness there's a difference from being happy and being joyful happiness almost always is based on our circumstances or our situations or or on another person it's on our emotions happiness is always built from a foundation of emotion joy however is found deep inside of us it comes from something much deeper than the outward expressions being happy is as fickle as we are but being joyful can be outstanding and everlasting joy is something that goes much deeper than our circumstances our situations our feelings and if we root our joy in what we celebrate right now, this year, this right at this time, if we root our joy in the celebration of the birth child, Jesus Christ, then we should never have a Christmas that we don't feel joy. David was going through another difficult time when he penned the words in Psalm 16, and he finally realized that true joy came from God he wrote in Psalm 1611 you will show me the path of life in your presence is fulfillment is the fullness of joy and your right hand are pleasures forevermore David finally realized that the path of life the way to go the things to do is following God he is the one who gave him life. He is the one who prepared a path for him to follow. And he was said, in your presence is the fullness of joy. When we come to the fullness of joy, we come to the presence of God. When we come into his presence with thanksgiving and with shouting and with joyfulness, we know that we are in the presence of Almighty God. God's joy is not only for us here on earth, but it is a joy that will last forever, forevermore, he says. It is an eternal joy. It is a fullness that will be there for all eternity. And that should get us excited no matter how down we are, no matter how bad we feel, no matter how bad the situation is in front of us, we can feel joyful because we know that Jesus Christ is there with us he has prepared a way for us and in his presence there is the fulfillment and the fullness of joy joy is to be a constant a consistent mark in the believers life it runs deeper than the pain and the pleasures that you go through it is much deeper than happiness which is dependent on circumstances as I said it is a quality of life not simply a fleeting emotion and there are several things that we need to look at and we need to think about when we think about the believers joy that we we must constantly keep these things before us first and foremost Joy is a gift of God. And like any other gift that God gives us, the internal gifts, we have to work at those gifts, nourish those gifts, let God nourish those gifts, and we need to grow those gifts out. Joy isn't easy. It's not easy to be joyful all the time. It's not easy to be happy all the time. It's not easy to think of Christmas as a time of joy and giving when we don't have so much to give one of the things that I think about when I think about joy or think about Christmas and the reason I struggle so much with Christmas everything bad in my life that has happened happened around Christmas my mom was diagnosed with cancer my dad died a few months or a few days before Christmas I went through a bad relationship and she left me right before Christmas everything that had happened to me bad in my life seemed to happen around Christmas so why would I want to celebrate it right why would I want to be happy and joyful but as I said I was a preacher I am a preacher I have to strap on the face and put on the mask and put on a smile and say, Merry Christmas. Joy to the world. Even if I don't feel like it. And the more we do that, the more we feel the presence of God, the more we get into saying joy to the world because joy doesn't come from the world. It comes from Jesus Christ and it comes from God the Father when we understand that that's where our joy is and that that is where it comes from then we can say with with uh, Paul in Romans chapter 15 he says now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us and we can abound in joy and peace knowing that Jesus Christ went to the cross. He was born of a virgin. He died on a cross and he rose again so that you and I can have joy, so that you and I can have hope, so that you and I can live forever in a wonderful place called heaven. That's where our joy needs to come from that's where our 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 joy needs to exist and understanding and realizing that it comes from and it is grounded in God himself not man it's not a man-made thing it is a God thing the fullness of joy comes when there is a deep sense of the presence of God in our lives The more we spend time with God's Word, in God's Word, and the more we pray and and spend time with God in prayer, the fuller our joy will become. You know why most Christians aren't happy and don't have joy? It's because they don't get into the Word of God. It's because the only time they open their Bibles, and sometimes they don't even do that because there's Bible apps now on the phone... But the only time they open their Bibles is on Sunday morning. And as soon as church service is over, as soon as the preacher's done reading scripture, they shut their Bibles and they don't open them again until the next Sunday. That's why there's so many Christians and sitting in churches today that are heavy hearted, that don't have joy because they don't understand where joy comes from if you want to experience the presence of God if you want to experience joy that is unspeakable if you want to experience God's joy get into his word and start reading his word daily start looking at it and start pondering it and as the psalmist said chew on it like cud and meditate on it day and night Well, that's just being a little fanatical. Amen. I hope so. We need some fanatical Christians today. We need some people who will stand up and say, I am studying the word of God. I am praying daily without ceasing. I am keeping God before me because I cannot do it myself. David gives us some ideas of how we can do this first David said in verse 2 of chapter 16 "O oh, my soul you have said to the Lord you are my Lord my goodness is nothing apart from you psalm 16 verse 2 you see David he he dedicates himself to God and he says you are my Lord If we want full and complete joy in our lives, if we want to realize the joy that God can give, then we need complete surrender to him. I mean complete surrender in every aspect of our lives, in our finances, in our work, in our relationships, in our activities, in our habits, in our attitudes, in our thoughts and in our dreams. In our plans and in our hopes, they all need to be surrendered to God. And they all need to be left there and say, God, you have made me and you have a plan for me, so you guide me where you want me to go. The pathway to God's joy is in the... stems from and is rooted in the presence of God. The more we are in his word, the more we are studying his word, the more we are praying, the more we are talking to him, the more we will find joy in our lives. I know it's not easy to surrender to God. I know it's not easy to have this total surrender to him. Believe me, I'm still working on it. There are areas of my life that I do not want to give up, they're too fun, but God wants them. We need to be totally surrendered to Him, because when we surrender everything to Him, the joy and the peace is undescribable that we will get as a benefit of our surrender. All of our cares become his cares. All of our needs becomes his responsibility. That doesn't mean we don't try to give him a little help and do our part. All of our plans and all of our hopes no longer matter. Only his plans matter when we are totally surrendered to him. 1 Thessalonians 5:16 Paul tells us rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you We can rejoice always <clears throat> excuse me when we realize where joy comes from We can rejoice always and pray without ceasing when we dig deeper into God's Word and when we dig deeper into prayer and we grow a deeper relationship with our Father through his son Jesus Christ (coughs) we can give thanks because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross of Calvary we can give thanks for the fact That he is coming again, just as he promised, to take us to be with him. And one day we will have an eternal home that will be filled with joy. We won't have to paint on a happy face, because we will have a happy face forever. (coughs) Excuse me, Christmas blues are real. As I said at the beginning, it's okay not to be okay. At Christmas but it's not okay to not have joy that Jesus the Son of God brings to Christmas we can always find joy if we are surrendered to God are you surrendered to him this morning have you given him total control of your life everything If not, today's a good day to do that. We're coming up to the longest day of the year, December 21st. And for many, that is one of the hardest days of the year because that's when our depression gets bigger and everything seems to be bigger because it's the longest day of the year. But with Jesus, when we surrender it to him, he can make it go by like that surrender your heart to him today let's pray father we just thank you for your love we thank you for your son Jesus we thank you for giving us hope and allowing us to have joy unspeakable joy because it's not based on our situations on our circumstances on our on our our life around us our joy is rooted in in you and you alone and because of that Lord we know without a doubt that you have prepared a place for us and that should give us more joy than anything else father help us to surrender our lives to you every part of our lives we don't want to hold back anything we give it to you and we ask now Lord that you would take this Christmas season and if we're going through the Christmas blues we ask that you would just paint them white with your love your mercy and your grace and Lord if we see someone that is struggling this year help us to stop and give them a smile to give them a helping hand to give them what they need from you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Because first and foremost, thank you for sharing your personal story. It is very, very hard to, in front of a bunch of people and whoever's watching on live stream, share about you know, your own personal struggles. But I wanted to ask you, because you went through so much associated with Christmas, what kept you from going to like a dark place? Because you could have easily become like that song we sang earlier, someone who said, you know, there is no peace on earth, forget you God, forget Christmas. What kept you from going down that, that, that path?
1: Only God, only God. One Christmas about 22 years ago, almost, well, 21 years ago, I was sitting. It was right after Christmas, right before Christmas. I was sitting at my computer. I was on a, on a in a AOL chat room. I had a knife laying on my debt on my lap. I was going to end it all that night, and God sent someone into my life that I never thought it would happen again. And that night. A young lady was on this chat room asking for help from a pastor from a youth pastor and at the time I was a youth pastor but I was struggling so hard because I was sitting in my dark house where I had painted the walls black because that's where I was and I was ready to end it all then and God has a way of reaching out to us in those un Familiar ways and right at the right time and my wife Who we've been married now 20 years got on and asked about Another situation she was going through. I did not know her. I did not know who she was. I ignored her for the first three times she asked and Then God said well I answered her question then I said well, let me know in a couple days how Things work out. Well, then I knew I couldn't kill myself right then. because I just told her to call me in two <laughs> days. So, so it was just an ongoing thing. So God has a way of doing it. One year I was in my, my store doing inventory on Christmas day in a very dark place again. And I was drunk as a skunk. And there came a knock on the back door of the store. And in walked one of my co-managers from another store, and we sat down and we talked the entire day just about life. I was going through some things, he was going through some things, and we didn't realize that we had so much in common that we were going through. So it's only by God's grace and it's only by God that I can get through those dark times.
0: And I think in support, it's important to note that, um, one, being there for someone, how important that is, especially uh, this time of year. And two, um, yeah, being there for someone, how important that is, especially this time of year. Uh, just being there for people helps them a lot. Uh, but what, I want to ask you specifically. And what,
1: even when you don't feel like being there yeah. for someone, be there for them.
0: Yeah, um, very important. But I want to ask you specifically, what are some things that we can do? Because a lot of people, like you said, they're dealing with hard times, relationships, loss, loneliness, financial stress. But if we know of people locally, I mean, we prayed for people in you know, Kentucky and the tornadoes because they're, they're on another level of you know, losing everything. That's like Job level stuff coming into their lives, especially at Christmas. But if we know of people locally, in our circles of influence, family members, coworkers, who we see them going down that dark place, what can we do for them? How can we reach out to them? How can we, without feeling like, because now if you ask someone how they're doing, you know, because of all the woke this or woke that, you could be crossing some kind of line or you can't ask me how I'm doing. That's against the HIPAA. law. Who knows what, but yeah. how can we reach out to people if we see that they're, they're, they're heading towards that dark place? What can we do to kind of be there for them?
1: One is just be present, just go and, and, and talk to them. Don't bring up anything that they're going through, don't bring up anything that they're, they're in the midst of, just be there, just be a friend to them. Secondly, if you know they have a need, I, I know you guys just did a diaper drive. That is a very important need right now because their diapers are so expensive, it's unbelievable. And I know some of you know, but there are people that literally have to not give Christmas gifts because their babies need diapers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So go buy them a box of diapers. Yeah, it might be $40 out of your pocket, but that's better than them not celebrating Christmas with their children because they had to put something on their butts. I mean, I'm being blunt, but that's <laughs> the way it is. Yeah, yeah. You know. Just do something for them. Don't even, you don't even have to let them know that it was you who did it. Drop it off and put a box of diapers on their their doorstep. Or a box of food on their doorstep. Or a box of toys if they have kids on their doorstep. Do something that will show them that someone cares. That someone loves them enough to think about them at this time of the year.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to tie it to, like you said, the church or whatever. Just, right. uh, just do it. I know when I lost my job before I came here and I went from six figures to $300 every other week, there were a bunch of people who stepped in and gave me groceries and money and still don't know who gave what, but they were just, just there for me. Yeah. Uh, so let, oh, even the
1: elderly. I mean, let's not just think about young people going through these hard times. There are a lot of older folks that are sitting at home, that can't get out for Christmas, either because of COVID or because of their own physical limitations and their families go on about their lives and kind of forget about them at home. Pick up the phone and give them a call. Send them a card. Do something to let them know you're thinking about them. It's very important to them.
0: Okay, i ask one more question, because uh, I know you're like an advocate for the persecuted church. Um, we in America tend to think we're persecuted, but we're not experiencing what Christians around the world are. They're le- losing their lives, they're losing their homes, uh, families kicking them out, uh, and I've been seeing posts from Open Doors about, you know, it's, it's even harder for them at Christmas, because We're like, hey, go tell other people, invite them to a Sunday celebration, it's Christmas, Christmas. And if they do that, they get killed. Mm -hmm. So how can we be in prayer for uh, the persecuted church specifically at Christmas?
1: Specifically at Christmas, pray that they will be able to show the love of Christ through their actions, not through their words. And that is something that I get all the time from them is how can we show our love to them and 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 please pray that we are able to show our love to our our persecutors so that they know that Jesus is alive and so give them new I pray that God will give them new ways to share God without even a spoken word and it's it it's amazing how many times I get that request from the persecuted church. Just help me to be a better witness without even opening my mouth.
0: Amen. One last thing. I want to share a couple of verses really quick, and I'm going to ask Mark to pray, uh, because these are the verses we started a series on Esther with Mm -hmm. that sums up the whole heart of Christmas. It says, now, in Luke chapter 2, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, Who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That word Messiah also means Christ. It literally means anointed one from Daniel chapter 9. Moved by the Holy Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents, that's Mary and Joseph He was looking at an eight-day-old baby Jesus and acknowledged by the power of the Holy Spirit that the birth of Christ is the salvation and hope for all humanity. So as the band comes up, I'm going to ask Mark, would you just pray a generic altar call for anyone watching or listening that maybe this is that point where they want to experience that hope and that salvation?
1: Let's all stand together. Father God, again we come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts. Knowing that your son Jesus was the salvation of the world. Father, I pray today if there's anyone here right now in this place that does not know you as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day they come to you. If they're watching online, Lord, That today would be the day that they say, Lord, I need you. I need to surrender my life to you. Maybe there's someone here or, or online that is saying, I'm having a really difficult time right now going through Christmas. Reach out to us. I'm asking you to just reach out to us and let us talk to you. Let us pray with you lord we ask that you give them strength and courage to do that and lord we just ask finally that you help us to be your arms your hands your legs and your feet as we go through these next six days and through the whole next year being your witness even if we have to say something to do it We ask that you would help us to show your light through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.